Amen. Now, I need two volunteers. Now, before Gus gets a bit concerned, it's not going to be like I did to Gus. If you weren't here, I dressed him up in blues colours. I keep mentioning it every time I get a chance to. But uh, it's not going to be like that. Two volunteers. Okay, come on out. Come on out. A girl versus boy. Okay, here we go. This is good. Come on, Paul. Now, just moving the money. There we go. Now, hold that. Can I trust you with that? Okay, so we're going to have a comp between you two as I'm uh, talking here. Okay, so I've got to let you know that in my house, I'm the reigning Jenga champ. Okay, but I'm not going to play. So, away you go. We're just going to have a chat while you guys are playing. Ladies first. Ladies first. Oh, how do you play? Okay, 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 sorry. Rules are, what are the rules? Does anyone know the rules? Take with one hand, only one hand, and you've got to place it on the first complete row up the top, okay? And the, the f- person who makes it uh, fall over loses, okay? Okay, so you guys go ahead while I'm uh, having a bit of a chat here. We're going to watch you. We're going to enjoy when it falls over. As I said, um, I'm the reigning Jenga champ in my house. And uh, it's when we were at Centenary, as a, we were the core leaders there, for six years running, I was the Jenga champ. Six years. Now, I was like the local gunslinger in town. Every little whippersnapper wanted to take down the champ. Okay? So I had heaps of people come over, challenge me, couldn't beat me. I got steady hands. I got really cocky one day and I was, comp- I was competing against my cousin Tim, the last game I've played. And I decided that in my Jenga game, I was going to destabilise the base. Okay? It was going to work to my favour because I got steady hands. Well, what happened is I destabilised the base, but then when it came to my turn, there was only one piece left to get and it was like, there was like, two and I had to try and combine the two and pull one out at the same time with one hand. (laughs) My arrogance, my pride led to my fall. So I actually lost the last game that I played of Jenga. But if I can pass on one, uh, one bit of information to you guys, the key to Jenga is that stable foundation. And when you when you've got that stable foundation, you can go really, really high. Really, really high. We're going to leave you guys to keep playing that. So I wanted to talk to you tonight about the foundations that you are building your life on. Foundations that you're building your life on. If you've got your Bibles there, turn to Matthew 7, 24 to 28 is what I'm going to read. Jesus says this, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And when it goes over, you've got to yell out, Jenga! I don't think Jenga's ever been said mid-Bible reading, but we'll we'll keep going. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Does that not sound like Townsville in cyclone season? Let me read it again. The rains came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, 
yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who builds his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. It fell with a great jenga. It fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. When I read that Bible passage, I'm reminded of that McCain ad. You know that McCain ad? The rains are coming, the rains are coming. Does anyone remember that ad? That's what Jesus is saying. The rains are coming, the rains are coming. It's cyclone season. It's cyclone season, Jesus is yelling. The rains are coming. The rains are coming. Well, I guarantee that life is going to throw all sorts of things at you and me. We cannot avoid the storms of life. It's impossible. Whether you prepare for a storm or you don't prepare for a storm, I'm here to tell you the rains are coming. The storm is coming. Whether you here in Townsville, I've got to tell you right now, we aren't prepared for cyclone season, Paula and I. We don't have anything. We don't have an esky. You might go, oh, yeah, neither do I. Don't have an esky. We have a light. That's enough, isn't it? Don't have any fresh water stored up anywhere or anything. Don't have a cyclone kit. How are we doing there? Oh, yeah. Key move. Key move. <laughs> well, if, if it isn't cyclone season right now, I can guarantee it will be for you. If it isn't storm season for you right now in your life, at some point it's going to be. Whether you're prepared or unprepared, it's going to be storm season. You may think everything is blue skies, lovely. Oh, no, you can't do that, Paul. You cheat. There you go. He's been doing the wrong the whole time. Oh, you're lucky I'm here, buddy. You're lucky I'm here. So you're in life, blue skies, bright sun, and... Oh. Your child gets sick and goes to hospital. You, your company does a restructure and suddenly you're not in the restructure, you know? <laughs> you go to the GP for just an, a, an everyday checkup and he does a blood test and he finds actually you've got something seriously wrong. Blue skies, but... All of a sudden, out of the blue, it is storm season. Absolute storm season. I used to work in theatre and um, in the recovery area. And we had this guy that worked on the wards. And he, just, and he did a little rotation through theatre and started working in recovery. One of the anaesthetists one day, so this guy's working in recovery, 
he bends over. And we know how you wear scrubs. Well, he bent over and it just showed the top of his collar there. This anaesthetist used to be a GP. So he's still got the trained eyes of a GP. And all of a sudden he goes, what's that dot on your neck? I don't like the look of that. So he goes and gets one of the surgeons and they check it out. And this guy's got a melanoma. Happy, he's enjoying recovery, life's great. And all of a sudden, he's now got a life-threatening cancer. And it would have only been found out because he bent over to look at a patient and a doctor was walking past and went, hang on. Blue skies, storm season. Out of the blue, storm season. The storms of life are absolutely unavoidable. You can't avoid them. They're coming. And Jesus says this. I like this about what Jesus says. Both the builders felt the effects of the storm. How are we doing there? So both builders felt the effects of the storm. Okay, so this is the first guy. He builds his house on the rock. He's the stable one. What does it say? The rains came down, the streams were... Jenga! Who was it? Who was it? Oh, Jenga. Just give him a round of applause. Great, guys. Well done. Sorry, what was your name? Hayley. Hayley. Let's give Hayley a round of applause. She is the current reigning Jenga champ for Townsville Riverway Recovery Mission. Jenga. Oh, hello. My sermon just got shorter. And everyone can clap at that too. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So two guys. One's prepared, one's unprepared. Here's, what, here's the effect. First guy, he's prepared. His, reins are on the his um, house is on the foundation. It's built solidly on the rock. This is what happens. The rains came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against his house. Second guy, unprepared. Let's move on. The rains came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house. Whether we are prepared or unprepared, we are going to feel the effects of the storm. We, it's unavoidable. Life has stuff that happens. It's just unavoidable. But whether you're prepared or unprepared will tell you whether your house will stand. And by house, I mean not your physical house, your house, your household, the people in your family group, your friends, your family, the people close to you, how you prepare for a storm will affect the way you survive the storm. <laughs> you have to take on the champ. You have to take on the champ. Um, so, for me, I've got to tell you, um, we've got to look at our foundations. That's, that's where I'm kind of heading with this. And for me, the foundational view is God and our place 
and our belief system with God. I don't know what your foundational level is in life. What's your absolute base foundation that you put your trust in? You guys call it the higher power. What is that to you? Some people might use family or your children or something. Those are sand for me, in my opinion. I feel like God is the only firm foundation to put your full trust in. You put your trust in your family, what happens if something happens to your family? That means you, your house crashes down. And I, I, it's more than just your foundational view of God to me. It's what you think about God. What is your opinion of God? You know, a couple of years ago, we had these bushfires in Victoria and this preacher down in Melbourne was saying stupid stuff. Like, that's God's wrath on people. And you know, I wonder what his opinion of God is. It can't be a very good one, in my opinion, that he thinks that God would send a fire to hurt people. You know? Um, when the AIDS epidemic came out, you know, that was God's punishment for homosexuals. You know, I just, I don't, I don't see God like that. I don't see God punishing people like that. And I've got the Bible to back me up. 1 John 4, 7. 1 John 4, 7. I love this. Foundational view of God. 1 John 4, starting at verse 7. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God. Key point, for God is love. For God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that it might have so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us so much, we surely ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and he and his love is brought to full expression in us. God is love. It doesn't come from his other characteristics. All the other stuff of God comes from love. My foundational view, which is I've learned over time to put it as my absolute foundation, is that God is love. That is my unshakable foundational view in life. God is love. So, in nursing, oh, this, this can get shaken. Like, the whole tower can get shaken, but my foundation stays solid. I had a young guy my age, um, a bit younger actually, had a young family come um, to hospital and he had just something minor. I don't know, like, I don't know, something minor. I can't remember what it was. And they checked him out and found he had, like, inoperable cancer. I remember he had um, two young kids about my kid's age. So for me, that 
shook my world. You know, but it didn't shake, it didn't knock the whole tower because my foundation was strong. God is love. Now, does that mean I understand everything that happens? Does that mean I understand why that happened to that guy or there's suffering in the world? No, I don't. But you know what? It doesn't stop me from connecting with the thing I need the most, which is God, because I believe that God is love. That's my foundational reference point. And it means that my life is unshakable to the core, you know? It's a firm foundation that when the storms of life come for me, my house will not crash and crumble. God is love. It's an unshakable truth that can't be swapped. So you don't lose the plot when floods come, your house gets destroyed. Your physical house. There's fires. Cyclone Yahtzee comes. Why, God? Why? Unshakable that God is love. God is love. The other part that I love about all of this is that Jesus says that wise people will put his words into practice. Now, this is the part I just love. It says, no one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. Paula and I, years ago, um, we were trying to have kids and um, it was a really painful journey for us to have kids and we eventually fell pregnant. Like, like it was just awesome. It was a miracle. It was great. We fell pregnant. And Paula miscarried. It's terrible. Shaken to the absolute foundational core, to that base level. God is love. That was still foundation. Did I understand anything else? No, I did not. But can I tell you, I can honestly tell you that never once did I feel that God wasn't love. And you know why? Because... In our church, we were church leaders at the time. So, um, in our church, people sent cards, um, sent gifts. They brought meals around. They they loved us. Paula went to a conference, and um, one of the the ladies there said, "Hey, Paula, you're not our minister right now. You know, you're just one of us. So, allow God to move, and you know, so." We were given the freedom to feel the pain and not have to put on the church face. Um, yeah, so we had cards and gifts and meals. People were just extravagant in their, their love for us. And even though we hadn't seen God, I knew God loved me because I had felt it through one another. Even though we don't see God, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. That is love. I want to say you guys do that well. Can I just say? 
someone got sick during the week and meals were dropped around and stuff. And I'm like, seriously, you guys do that well. You really do. You, you help each other. And so I see one of the keys for the surviving storm season, one is right viewing God. Put him in his right place as the foundation of your life and right view him that he is a God of love. He's a God of love. And two, being part of the support network for each other. Expressing God's love to each other. So I'm going to ask the worship team to come back. But I want to give you an opportunity to right view God. Because as I said earlier, if it isn't storm season in your life right now, it is going to be. It is going to be. And the worst time to prepare for storm season is in storm season. Like you don't prepare for storm season when there's a storm. And so I just want to ask you one time, how are your foundations? How are your foundations? In the past storms, how have they held up? And if it wasn't so good, well, what have you done since then to fix it? If it's nothing, if you haven't done anything, if it's done nothing, I'm already talking like a North Queenslander. Done nothing, eh? No offence to the North Queenslanders. Sure. But if you haven't done anything since last storm season, and it didn't fare so well for you, it's not going to fare so well for you again when storms come. I want to invite you to right view God and put Him as your foundation for life. As the worship team plays. I encourage you to come out. We can sit where you are. All I care about is you connecting with God. I don't care how you do it. But for me, I do find it helpful sometimes to physically do something as a, as a kind of an act of obedience and an act of submission to God. I find it helpful to come and kneel. Also, too, maybe you want to just know God's love. I encourage you to come out. I'm just going to pray. God, as we sing this song, I pray you would move in our lives. God, we have been holding on to other things that are not secure in life been letting us down and and our lives have just been destroyed and the people around us destroyed the people that look to us for shelter are not getting shelter from us because we have not relied on the right foundations in life and so God right now we put you first and foremost in our lives 
and we right view in saying you are a God of love and even though we don't understand everything that's going on we believe that you love us and you love your creation God right now Holy Spirit breathe on us move here in this place help us deal with our junk clean up some of the disaster that's left from last storm season in our lives right now as we come and as an act of submission come and kneel before you invite you to come get your lives right get ready for storm season clean up from last storm season right view God